I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. The Lord is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. 
You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure. Good everybody. I want to welcome you to Victory Christian Fellowship. I'm Pastor Don. We're going to have a great time in our service tonight because I know that God is here because we're here. And Lord, we're just here to enjoy your presence tonight. In your presence is the fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And Lord, tonight we're going to give you the praise and the honor and the glory that's in your name. And Lord, you're going to do great and mighty things in our midst. And we just bless you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together.
Lord, you are a strong tower. And we can run to you and find safety and security and rest. Lord, we give you thanks and praise, Lord Jesus. We bless your holy name. We enter into your wonderful, marvelous presence. Presence of the Lord. You overwhelm us, O God. Oh, we bless you, Lord Jesus. Your name is the greatest name. It is above every name. We have authority in your name, victory in your name, healing in your name, redemption in your name, salvation in your name. Help in your name. Oh, we bless you, Lord, and we thank you right now that you speak to your Yeah, we 
partner with Israel in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for protecting your nation and doing a great and mighty move of God in that place, Lord. And we thank you, Father, that the enemy's weapons will misfire and cause damage to themselves in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for delivering Israel from evil. And we stand with them and we bless them because we love them, Lord. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. And amen. You may have your seats. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless your holy and wonderful name. Well, it is good to see you tonight. And if you're watching, stay tuned because God's about to do some good things. Hallelujah. We're glad to have our kids and Pastor Paul back in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. I know he's ready to go. He's chomping at the bit. And if you came uh, prepared to give tonight, you know you're giving in the good ground. Something happens to a seed when it gets planted on good ground. It produces more than enough. Amen. It produces a bumper crop. How many would like a bumper crop? Well, every bumper crop starts with a seed. Maybe you have your tithe, which is the Lord's. The tithe isn't even ours. That's 10% of our income. Whatever comes into your hand, 10% goes to God. That's how you raise it. But then, there's, beyond that, there's the offering. Right? And the offering is really what causes multiplication to occur. The tithe opens the windows of heaven. But, but the, the, the offering brings multiplication. Amen? And uh, you can give any time tonight if you're watching online. It applies to you too. You can go right on our website and it's there safe and easy for you. And we appreciate all your giving. Amen? You're a good group of generous givers. Father and I thank you for this group of generous givers and their gifts, Lord, that they give unto you. And that you receive them in heaven, Lord. And I speak a blessing on them so great that their room can't contain it, Lord. And you'll just cause them to increase, to subdue, to dominate, to fill the earth and to multiply in all areas of life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, we're going to dismiss our kids. And they're going to go to our kids' life on Wednesday. Amen. Have a great night, kids. Be blessed. Enjoy the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. And just want to let you know that this Sunday we're having a special guest minister. Steve and Beverly Hoffman are going to be with us. And uh, they're going to bring forth the word. And uh, we're excited to have them here. And it's going to be a great week. Amen. Well, you're here tonight. How many are ready tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we're ready to go if you want to um, open up your Bibles or watch on the screen. And I want you to go to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Hallelujah. We're going to read verses 25 to 27. And the Bible says, Husbands, 
Love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church, and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present to him, present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Everybody say, without spot or blemish. That's what I'm going to talk to you tonight. Without spot or blemish. And I want to read this from the Amplified, because it really magnifies what's being said. This is from the Amplified. It says, Husbands, love your wives. Seek the highest good for her. And surround her with a caring, unselfish love. Just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her so that he might sanctify the church. Having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word. With the word of God so that. In turn, he might present the church to himself in glorious splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy, set apart for God, and blameless. If you encounter a spot, what do you do to remove the spot? You have to apply some detergent to cleanse the spots, right? What is the greatest detergent to cleanse the spot that would appear on our life? It is the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all spots. It removes all the stain of sin. But then, how do you get rid of wrinkles? I mean, we've all dealt with wrinkles. I'm not talking about on your skin. I'm talking about on your shirt or your pants. Well, in order to get rid of a wrinkle, you've got to apply some heat. And the heat is the Holy Spirit. So we have the blood and the Spirit, right? We have the blood of Jesus and we have the Spirit of God and it removes spots Wrinkles or any other such thing. We've got the greatest spot remover. You know, whenever I have a wrinkle in a shirt, I have to get out an iron. And I have to plug that iron in and that iron generates heat. And when a wrinkle encounters the heat, it straightens up. Amen? The wrinkle straightens up. Heat makes the wrinkle go. Right? We need the heat. Why do you think God sent fire on the day of Pentecost? He was ironing out some wrinkles. You know, he was, he was uh, making them uh, beautiful. He was making them good looking. You know, it's like a bride. This is just like a bride. When you see a bride, she doesn't show up raggedy, wore out, you know. 
I made it to the altar. No. When you see a bride, they take time to deck themselves out. Right? I mean, they spend hours picking out a dress and they spend hours getting the makeup on and doing the hair so that when they're just right, because when the presentation comes, they're, they're presented and they walk down that aisle and the bride, the, the groom turns and goes, oh my goodness. Amen. Because they ironed out, they removed the spots and ironed out the wrinkles. And God wants to present his church the best to himself. So, this is for the future. The glorious church is for the future. So what do we do now? We're in glory training. We're learning to work with the blood and the fire. Right here, right now. Amen? See, every believer must be convinced that God wants the highest good for you. Say this with me. Say, God is good. You've got to understand that God wants nothing but good for you. He wants the highest good for you. He wants the best for you. Why do you think he sent Jesus? You know, God's like Hallmark. He cared to send the very best. Right? J-E-S-U-S. You've got to be convinced that God wants the highest good for you. If God is good and he is, he doesn't produce bad. Well, why does bad happen to good people? Because they get themselves out of the will of God. Maybe they just don't believe what he said. Are you convinced that God wants the highest good for you? You need to wake up tomorrow and say, God wants the highest good for me. He actually wants to give you favor, which is his goodness. Right? Isn't that what the word grace is all about? God's goodness being poured out to you? Every one of us here tonight, we are qualified recipients of God's goodness. Amen? He wants to surround you with caring, unselfish love. When Jesus came to earth, he put you first. He didn't come to do his own agenda. He came to do the Father's will. He came to offer himself as a sacrifice so that all of us could get reconnected to the Father. He did what he did for you and I. Caring, unselfish love. I must say unselfish love. That's the kind of love that he offers to us. He gave himself up for you, the ultimate sacrifice. He was the ultimate sacrifice. <clears throat> How many of us would uh, accept the call to the ministry if you know that that call resulted in death? What are you called to do? I'm called to die. You wouldn't see too many hands go up to accept that call. But Jesus accepted that call without question. He didn't argue. 
He didn't reason. He willingly allowed himself. He said, you don't take my life. I lay it down. He gave himself up for you. He took our place. He took our pain. He took our punishment. Why did he do that? Because he wanted to sanctify us. Why? Because sin messed us up. Sin came into this earth and messed man up. Man was the one who allowed it to come in. So, Jesus had to do what he did to sanctify us, to cleanse us, and to wash us with his word. Aren't you glad that we can be washed in the word? There's, there's no better, it's better than scrubbing bubbles. It's better than pine saw. The word of God, he washes us with the water of his word. Water is the basic element to cleanse. Say, I'm washed in the word. Do you realize when you make a mistake in life, you can, get, you can be cleansed, you can take a bath in the word? Amen. Yeah. Repentance is your soap. And the word is the water. Amen. So Jesus did this. He, he's good to us. He surrounds us with his love. He sacrificed so that he, we could be sanctified, cleansed, and washed. He wants to present us to himself. Not only does he take us out as his bride, but he presents us to himself. Isn't that awesome? He presents us to himself in glorious splendor without spot, wrinkle, or any other defect. Say, I'm defect free. Say, I'm spot free. Woo! Say, I'm wrinkle free. He does it through his blood. He does it through his Holy Spirit. Amen? He does it through his word. Glory to God. I've taken so many baths in the Word, and I never get tired of them. He did this so that you could be holy, set apart for God, and blameless. God wants us blameless. What does that mean? To live above reproach, where the world can't put a blame on you. They can try, but it doesn't stick. The enemy shoots his arrows, but you lift up the shield of faith, and it quenches every fiery dart. Amen? We can be holy. God said, be holy for I'm holy. If, he, if, he didn't, if it wasn't possible for us to be holy, he wouldn't have said that. How do we become holy? He makes us holy. Amen? God wants us to remove spots, wrinkles, and blemishes. Did you know that when they offered a lamb in the Old Testament, it had to be without spot or blemish? It couldn't be... Uh, sickly, it couldn't be weakly, it had to be the best. It had to be in excellent condition. Did you know that Jesus made you in excellent condition? Sin messed you up, but what Jesus did wiped away the sin. He cured us from sin. He delivered us from sin. Amen? And how much more does God's goodness override the destructiveness of sin? Oh, hallelujah. 
Amen? So what is a spot? A spot is a moral failure. It's a moral fault or blemish. It usually comes from living outside of God's preferred will. You know, you may have had a U.S. You might say, well, what's a U.S.? It's an unidentified spot. It appears and you don't know where you got it. I've had some U.S.'s on shirts before. I can go put on a shirt. I'm like, oh, man, I like this shirt. There's a spot right there. So a spot is a moral fault. It's where we haven't, yeah, an unidentified spot. Not a UFO, but a U.S. So what's a wrinkle? A wrinkle is a spiritual defect. It's where we have not connected like we should to the Holy Spirit. You know, you know, when we're not led by the Holy Spirit, we miss his blessing and his goodness. So a spot is a moral fault. A wrinkle is a spiritual defect. But God wants to take our spots and wrinkles and make us glorious. Woo! What's glorious? Glorious means it's engaged in and it intensifies. It gets better, brighter, and bigger. That's what it means to be glorious. Say, I'm better, I'm brighter, and I'm bigger. Go to Proverbs chapter 4 for just a second. Proverbs chapter 4 for just a second. And notice this. Hallelujah. Oh, it might not be there. Oh, no. Verse 18. Yes. Proverbs 4.18. Thank you, Lord. Listen to this. The path of the just is as the shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. Everybody say more and more. You know, the closer you walk with God, the more you listen to God, and the more you behave like God, your light gets brighter and brighter. As you go. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, your future is getting bright. Alright? Glorious means expressing the dignity, exalted status of something. God, oh my goodness, God wants to make a glorious church. He wants to exalt the church to a dignified status. He wants the church to be a head, not the tail. He wants the church to be above, not beneath. We're not the world's doormat. We're the world's key to eternal life. I mean, let me tell you something. It took me a while to wake up to the fact that I was supposed to marry Fiona. She knew right away, but it took me, I was asleep. 
So, one day, I, uh, God worked it out where um, I did something for her. So, she was going to uh, take me out to a dinner. And uh, at that time, I was leading a, a group called Revolution. It was a college and career group. And uh, she came to that meeting because we were going to go out to dinner afterwards. But she came late. And when she walked through that door in her black pants, in her maroon colored sweater with beads that matched her sweater color, makeup on, hair decked out, she walked in. I, I was facing the door and she walked in and I kind of stumbled over my words a little bit. Why? She was decked out. I remember that image to this day. It did. She sunk the hook in deep. Because she was decked out, looking good, looking fine. I mean, it was, it was pure, it wasn't. But let me tell you something, it made an impression on me. It wasn't too long after that my eyes got open and I became awake. I mean, when you think about what Esther did, in Esther 2, chapter 12 to verse 15, she soaked in oil for six months. And she soaked in spices and perfume for six months in preparation of being with the king. Let me tell you something. The oil represents the anointing. When you soak in the anointing for six months and you soak in the spices for six months, you are ready and prepared to see the king. Because that soaking eliminates the spots and the wrinkles. As Esther soaked, wrinkles were gone. Spots were gone. And when she appeared before the king with the favor of God, his eyes were opened. And he chose her. To be his queen. She was an orphan. Raised by a different relative who treated her like his daughter. Now you don't think that an orphan, a foreigner no less, could become queen of Persia. But that happened. Because God took the spots and the wrinkles and gave her his goodness, gave her his favor, and it propelled her to the throne. See, on Wednesday nights, sometimes we got to soak in the oil. Because sometimes there's certain spots that you can't rub off, you got to soak off. You gotta spend some time in God and you gotta take on His nature and take on His characteristic and you gotta soak. Six months of oil. Oil treatments. Glory to God. Amen. Now. Hallelujah. He is preparing us 
to be the holy church that he wants us to be. And sometimes you come into service and the Holy Ghost confronts you with a sin. What's he trying to do? He's saying that that's a spot and a wrinkle in your life and you need to get rid of it. And I'm offering you an opportunity to get rid of it. And we've got to yield to him. You know, he loves you, but he doesn't allow you to stay the same because the closer you get with him, you're going to change. You're going to be transformed. Amen. So he presents to himself a glorious church. Go to Ephesians chapter one. Ephesians chapter one. And I'm going to read this from the Amplified and you do the best that you can follow along. But this is so important. Ephesians chapter one, verse three. Blessed and worthy of praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Is he, is he blessed and worthy of praise? Say he's worthy. So how do we show him he's worthy? We offer to him praise, worship, adoration, exaltation. Amen? Right? Who has blessed us? With every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ, you have everything you need to be blameless, without spot, and without wrinkle. You are blessed with what? Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So you've got to be in Christ to get the blessing. If you're not in Christ, you don't get the blessing. If you're in Christ, you get the blessing. Right? Just as his love, now this is from the Amplified, he chose us in Christ, actually selected us for himself as his own. Every one of us has been chosen by God for himself. He chose you. Say, he chose me. Say, I'm chosen. Hallelujah. He chose you to be in his family, to be on his team, to be in his house, to be in his kingdom. He chose you to be a joint heir. Before the foundation of the world, you were chosen before you ever appeared. That's what God thinks of you. So that we, he chose us so that we would be holy, consecrated, set apart, without spot, without wrinkle for him. Who, my goodness. And blameless in his sight. In love, this is verse 5, he predestined and lovingly planned for us to be adopted to himself as his own children through Jesus Christ. In accordance with the kind intention and good pleasure of his will. It is God's will for you to be his child. The world may reject you. The devil will reject you. But God will accept you. He says, come to me and in no wise will I cast you out. Verse 6. To the praise of his glorious... Grace and favor 
which he so freely bestowed on us in the beloved, his son, Jesus Christ. How many are excited about glorious grace? Whoo, that's, that's grace with some dignity. That's grace with some esteem. That's grace with some value. It's good grace. Hey, man, hallelujah. It's amazing grace. Good God Almighty. Thank God for his grace. By grace are you saved through faith. When you believe in the grace, it opens the door for you. Go to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Hallelujah. Verse 22. Christ has now reconciled you to God. Oh, oh my goodness. Your account, sin messed up your account, but God reconciled you through Jesus. He made the books good. He made the books. He made your account good. Amen. You're not in debt to him. Hallelujah. He paid your debt going to God. He reconciled you to God in his physical body through death in order to present you before the Father holy. I now present to you your holy child. This is what Jesus did. When he took his blood and put it on the mercy seat in heaven... He was presenting God, everyone who has faith in him, as holy before God, based on his blood that was shed for you. Oh, hallelujah. So that you be blameless and beyond reproach, verse 23. And he will do this if you continue in the faith. And say, you've got to continue. You know, yeah, he makes you holy. He makes you blameless. He irons out uh, the wrinkles. He removes the spots. But you've got to walk in that. Amen? That's our part. We've got to walk with God. That you be well grounded and steadfast, not shifting away from the confident hope that is the result of the gospel that you have heard. Too many people shift away from the gospel that they hear. How do they do that? They just stop practicing it. They stop doing it. For whatever reason. I'm not here to point out the reasons. But you know, I mean, you know people. They're on fire and then all of a sudden something happens to them. Right? They kind of just fade away. Like smoke from a fire. They're here and then they're gone. Where'd they go? I don't know. All right, now oh, go to Jude one twenty. Go to Jude chapter one. Well, there's only one chapter in Jude, so you go to verse twenty-four. Listen to this. Jude twenty-four. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling or falling 
into sin. Oh my goodness, did you hear that? He is able to keep you from stumbling or falling into sin. Who is that? That's Jesus. See, when Jesus saves you and he makes you holy, he'll keep you from sin. He knows how to protect you. He knows how to keep you. He knows how to sustain you. It it doesn't matter. There could be a famine, but God knows how to get food to you and supplies to you. He is able to keep you from stumbling or falling into sin and to present you unblemished, blameless and faultless in the presence of his glory. Oh, my goodness. You can come into his glory. Why? He's presented you blameless, faultless, wrinkle free. Spot free. Oh my goodness. What does he do? He takes your filthy garments and he gives you a garment of praise in its place. One that's glistening with his glory. One that's lit up with his light. Amen. Hallelujah. God gives you a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Hallelujah. When you're feeling heavy, all you got to do is change clothes. I don't feel like praising. We'll offer him a sacrifice of praise. What's a sacrifice? Something you didn't feel like doing, but you got to do it. In the presence of his glory with triumphant joy, oh my goodness, and unspeakable delight. Woo! I'm telling you. On the wedding day, there is triumphant joy and unspeakable delight. Hallelujah. Something happens when you see that bride come in and make her entrance and she's all decked out and she's looking good. Something happens in the heart of the group. Something happens. Everybody stands up. Everybody turns their head. The bride is coming in. Amen. Hallelujah. God wants his church to be coming in like that bride. Decked out, looking good. Why you've been soaking in the anointing, you've been walking with Jesus, you've been following his word. A bride just doesn't get like that. There's some preparation. Amen. I've never, I've done weddings, I've never seen them just snap their fingers and the bride all of a sudden appears, all decked out. Doesn't happen like that. You've got to prepare. What are we doing tonight? We're preparing. To be in the glorious church. If God says you are a glorious church, let's start walking like it now. Let's start acting like it now. Let's start talking like it now. Amen? Verse 25. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, power before all time, now and forever. All right, I'm going to finish with these couple scriptures. And then I believe God wants to do something. Revelation chapter 19. Revelation chapter 19. Then I heard something like the shout of a vast multitude. Well, it's not silent in heaven, is it? The shout of a... Have you ever heard the shout of a vast multitude? That's loud. And like the boom of many pouring waves. This is Revelation 19.6. 
And like the roar of mighty peals of thunder saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God is the Almighty, the Omnipotent Ruler of all who reigns. Let us rejoice and shout for joy. Let us. Notice it didn't say shout with joy, it says shout for joy. Sometimes you've got to shout for joy. Let us give him glory and honor for the marriage of the Lamb has come at last. And his bride, the redeemed, has prepared herself. Hallelujah. She has been permitted to dress in fine linen. Oh, I got some fine linen on tonight. Say, I got some fine linen, a robe of righteousness, a garment of praise. Y'all are looking good tonight. You got some fine linen on you. Did you know that when Lazarus came out of the grave, what were the people instructed to do? Remove the dead cloths. Why? God's got a better garment. What happened to the prodigal son? He traded in his rags for a robe and sandals and a ring. Hallelujah. He didn't even take a bath. He just put the robe on him. He put the sandals on him. He put the ring on him. The bride has prepared herself. She has been permitted to dress in fine, dazzling white and clean. Dazzling is glorious. She was sequined out. What what, what do you call it when you put those sparkles on garments? What's that word? Bedazzled, yes! That's it! She was bedazzled! Why? Because you need something to reflect the light. Bedazzled. That's the word. God wants to bedazzle us tonight. Listen to this. For, for the fine linen signifies the righteous acts of the saints. Did you know that you could actually put on righteousness by being righteous? The ethical conduct, the personal integrity, and the moral courage... And the godly character. That's righteousness. Then the angel said to me, Right, blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. How many are blessed tonight? You got your invitation? Right? It didn't come in email. It didn't come in snail mail. It came to the heart from the Father. Amen? He sent His Son, Jesus. And whoever accepted Jesus has accepted the invitation! He said to me, these are the true and exact words of God. Then I fell down at his feet to worship him because he was going to worship the angel. But the angel said, no, I'm just a servant just like you. Hallelujah. All right, go to Revelation 21. And I'm almost done. Revelation 21. Verse 1. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, vanished, and there were, there were no longer any sea. Hmm. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming out of heaven from God, arrayed like a bride adorned for her husband. That's a glorious church. All right? And then I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the tabernacle of God is among men. 
God's tabernacle is right here. And he will live among them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Oh my goodness, he's going to wipe away every tear. And there will no longer be death, there will no longer be sorrow and anguish or crying or pain. The former order of things have passed away. Verse 9. Then one of the seven angels who had seen the seven bowls filled with the seven final plagues came and spoke to me saying, Come here, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. That's you and I. Amen. We make up the city of God. We make up the heavenly Jerusalem. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 10, and he carried me away in the spirit. Oh, my goodness. It's a spiritual journey. Are you ready to be carried away in the spirit tonight? To a vast and lofty mountain. We're sitting on a hill right now. It's not a mountain, but it's a hill. And he showed me the holy, sanctified city of Jerusalem coming down out of heaven, having God's glory filled with radiant light. The brilliance of it resembled a rare and very precious jewel. Like, Did you know that you are a jewel? You are God's jewel? Hallelujah. You know what happens when you put a jewel in fire? It gets brighter. You can't destroy a jewel in fire. It gets brighter. It gets more brilliant. Amen. A diamond was a lump of coal that just decided to hold his ground until he was shown and his brilliance shown. Amen. If God can make a diamond out of a lump of coal, what can he do with your life? He can make you glorious. Amen. He wants us to be a glorious church, not a wimpy church. Amen. Not a broke church. But a glorious church, one that reflects his glory, one that knows, is familiar with his glory, one that can operate. See, everything about God's glory is brilliant. It's bright. When Jesus was transformed, I mean, his hair was like wool. His clothes were transformed. I mean, he he was on the Mount of Transfiguration. And he told him, he said, there's going to be some here that's not going to taste death until they see me in my glory. That was Peter, James and uh, John. And they got to see him. Transfigured right before his eyes in all of his glory. They got to see him how he was before he came to this earth. Whoo, glory to God. Peter said, this is so good here. We need to build some tents here. Let's just hang out here. Amen. Joshua, he loved the glory of God. Because when Moses would leave, the Bible says that Joshua would hang out at the tabernacle. Why? He was just enjoying the glory of God, the presence of God. He was soaking in that oil. He was letting the presence of God speak to him and talk to him and show him things and strengthen him. Amen. We just need to get in the glory right now. Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet? Hallelujah. Stand to your feet in the name of Jesus. Say, I'm a glorious church. Say, God gave me his glory. I'm rejoicing in his glory. And you need to let a a triumphant shout of joy. Right? A triumphant joy and a triumphant shout. Amen? We need to release the joy and shout for joy in the name of Jesus. You need to begin to praise God for how glorious, how wonderful, how marvelous, how splendid is He. He is a he is awesome and incredible. There's no place like His presence and we have access to come in. 
because of what Jesus has done. When you put your faith in Jesus, He gives you His nature. He makes you a partaker of His divine nature. Your nature, your sin nature has gone. He's given you a new nature. Hallelujah. All things have passed away. Behold, right now, all things are becoming new in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for those who are watching tonight or who are going to watch this at some time, I pray right now that you give them a revelation. You give them a show of your glory, of your goodness, and they see the brilliance and the brightness of God. They see the hope that's in Jesus. They see your strength and your power, and you rescue them in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, God's name is glorious. God's power is glorious. God's people are glorious. God's work is glorious. What He does is glorious. How He does it is glorious. It's magnificent. It's wonderful. Sometimes you can't even express it in words. Hallelujah. You just need to shout about it. We need to shout a minute. We need to shout for a moment. Come on, get your shout on tonight. Get your shout on tonight. Hallelujah. We need to get excited about God and the things of God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless your holy name. Begin to praise him right now. Praise him for who he is. Praise him for what he's done. Praise him for what you know about him. Right now, out of your mouth. Begin to praise Him. Something's being stirred right now in this atmosphere. In the name of Jesus. Is there anybody in here who's been feeling weak? You've been feeling physically weak. You've been getting tired, getting weary. Hallelujah. Well, God's a strength. And he said, let the weak say, I am strong. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you ready to receive strength tonight? Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you strengthen her with might in her inner man on the inside. Let that strength flow out of her like a river. In the name of Jesus, be strong. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Be strong in Him. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Receive the strength of God. For the Lord your God is your strengthener. He is your life giver and your source of vitality and vigor. When you trust in Him, you will not miss step. You will not miss an exit off the ramp. For He will lead God and direct you in the way that you should go. And you are strong and mighty and powerful right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, 
Father, I just thank you right now that you're increasing strength. Your strength is coming to her, Father. She's waited upon you, and her strength is being renewed right now. Strength and vigor and vitality is coming to her in the name of Jesus. An infusion of strength. You can run and not be weary. You can walk and not faint. Your joints won't even hurt. Oh, hallelujah. Not only is the Lord strengthening you, but he's healing you. He is the healer. Oh, he, he is the powerhouse. The Holy Ghost is your powerhouse. When you speak in tongues, it strengthens you. In the name of Jesus, begin to pray in tongues right now. Oh, you're drinking in his strength right now. I call her strong, Father. It energizes you. It quickens you. Receive the strength of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Has anybody been... You've had thoughts of depression and getting down, down on yourself. Those have been coming to you. That's an attack on, of the enemy. Have you, has anyone been dealing with some depressed thoughts in the name of Jesus? Satan wants to bring you down, but God wants to propel you up. Anybody here? Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The greatest cure for depression is the joy of the Lord. I thank you, Father, that in your presence is fullness of joy. When, when we pray to the Father in the name of Jesus, He makes your joy full because He puts His joy in you. Right now, Father... I thank you that you are downloading your joy to her in the name of Jesus. The joy of the Lord is her strength. Not the joy of the world, not the joy of this earth, but the joy of the Lord. The joy that comes directly from Him. Ha, ha, ha. The devil is defeated. Ha, ha, ha. You win. You win. You win. Hallelujah. Be full of joy right now. Joy. Let the joy of the Lord flow like a rushing mighty river. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, you can't contain this joy. It's flowing. It's flowing. Hallelujah. Depression is going. Ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ho. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Has anybody in here been feeling overwhelmed? You feel like what you're facing is too big for you. And you don't know what to do. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. You know, you've got another comforter. One that's just like Jesus called the Holy Spirit. And he will show you things to come. He'll... Lead God and direct you. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the comfort of the Holy Spirit. 
to come upon her in the name of Jesus and to put her mind at ease. I rebuke anxiety and worry. I come against it in the name of Jesus. Do not worry. Be not dismayed. The water won't overwhelm you. The fire won't burn you. Because you've got someone who will rescue you. He will see you through. He's got a plan for you. You just follow his plan. And he'll, he's saying, watch what I will do. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will. He will direct your path. So begin to acknowledge him right now in the name of Jesus. You feeling overwhelmed? Not anymore. Because the burden that you think you had to carry is going to be lifted. See, there's a difference between natural strength and spiritual strength. See, if you try to take on the enemy in the natural, you'll lose every time. But when you take him on in the spirit, in the name of the Lord Jesus, you'll whoop his behind every time. God has created you and called you to be an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. In the name of Jesus, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can say no to sin and you win. Hallelujah. Father, I break the yoke upon him in the name of Jesus. I remove this heavy burden in the name of Jesus because the the Lord's burden is easy. His yoke is light right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, I call them free. Free. Free and full. Free and full. Full of the joy. Free and full. Free and full. Free and full. 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 Hallelujah. Healing. Anyone dealing with an infirmity, weakness, sickness, disease of any sort, of any kind? Hallelujah. The Lord showed himself to be your healer when you were young, and he's still the healer today, and his healing work is not done. He will perform his word in you, which is bring you to 100% operating capacity. He wants you whole. He wants you healed. And by your faith, I call you healed and whole in the name of Jesus. You are the healed and the whole. And the enemy will not be able to steal your vitality. He won't be able to steal your strength. Hallelujah. No, you're walking on the water tonight. You're walking on the water tonight. Healing water. Healing water. Whole water. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. 
heard the Holy Spirit say, I'm about to inoculate you with faith and power. Receive faith and power now in Jesus' name. By your faith, it shall be done unto you. What you have believed, you shall receive right now in the name of Jesus. Faith and power for this very hour, right now, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, someone say praise the Lord. Someone say God is good. Say I'm part of a glorious church. An overcoming church. A wealthy church. A whole church. Glory to God. You're without spots. You're without wrinkle. No blemish. Hallelujah. Father, I I call spiritual leprosy gone right now. In the name of Jesus, you cleanse it right now. Spiritual leprosy is a sinful life. I just call all spiritual leprosy cleansed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're part of a glorious church. What you need? Hmm? Your brain. Mm. Hallelujah. What's going to happen when I pray for you tonight? You're going to, everything's going to be clear. Clarity of vision. You know, the enemy tried to derail you, but he was unsuccessful. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, you are the fog lifter. And I command this fog to go, and I command the eyes of understanding to come. And the enlightening of her eyes right now, Lord, the entrance of your word gives light. And I thank you, Lord, that you're shining on the inward parts right now in the name of Jesus. I break the authority. I break the power of the devil and release the power of God on you. You have the mind of Christ in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Your mind belongs to God, not the enemy. In the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord for opening her eyes of understanding that she can see. She can see the Lord high and lifted up. She can see the goodness of God. She can see God at work in the name of Jesus. I thank you right now that she is free indeed. Free from every plague. Free from every pestilence. Not only are you free, but you need to be full. Full of the Holy Ghost and fire. Father, I release the fire of God right now to burn in the name of Jesus. Fire, burn, burn right now in Jesus' name. Fill her, Father, with your joy. Inexpressible. Hallelujah. Joy. Inexpressible. Joy of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The joy of the Holy Ghost. The joy of the Holy Ghost. The joy of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The joy. The joy. He's turned your morning into dancing. 
You need to turn around three times. Hallelujah. Yes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He turns mourning into dancing. If you had a bad night, don't worry. Joy comes in the morning. Tomorrow, you got some joy coming to your house. It's coming into your bedroom. It's coming into your bathroom. Into your kitchen. Into your car. Hallelujah. There's going to be an overflow of joy. An explosion of joy. it or not, but joy is explosive. When it comes, you can't contain it. Because it'll start to shake you. You'll be like, oh, 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 the joy of the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, when, when God lights the joy fuse, you just got to let it go boom. Don't try to put the joy out. No, you can't put the joy out. Boom! It's going to go boom. It's going to go boom. In the name of Jesus, it's going to go boom. The joy, the joy, the joy, boom. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. The joy of the Lord. So you gotta let it flow. I'm turning on the I'm turning on the faucet right now, and we're letting it flow. We're letting it flow. <laughs> Hallelujah. Gracious, great balls of joy on the piano. Hallelujah. Joy. See, the thing about joy is it's enjoyable. When you laugh, it doesn't hurt you. Well, it might hurt after a while. Because you're using those muscles. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. You'll never find a better stress relief. You know, God even laughs. He laughs at the atheist. He's like, Gabriel, Michael, those people don't believe in me. <laughs> Oh, amen. Well, you believe God was working here tonight? 
He's always working. (laughs) Now you can go in peace. That means nothing missing, nothing broken. You know, joy and peace, they don't contradict one another. They go together like peas and carrots. You got joy and peace, you got peas and carrots. Amen. Have a great and wonderful night and a great and wonderful week. God bless you.